the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. show this is the boys of tech episode 242 for the week commencing monday the 4th of november 2013 my name is edwin herman i am joined over skype by my co-host brett king welcome to the show brett hey 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 another week another weekend just finished how, how was your weekend by the way mm, wasn't too bad it was nice and sunny yeah right. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, weather-wise, we were, we had a real treat uh, here in Wellington, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I went to a uh, Halloween-themed farewell party on uh, on this, on Saturday, and then on on the Sunday, uh, I was uh, selling marshmallows dipped in a homemade hot chocolate sauce at a school fair. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a busy week, busy old weekend, and I also had some work uh, in there as well, which wasn't, but that was kind of a low light going to work. Really? Yeah, going to work was a low light. The highlights, of course, were the, uh, oh, probably the party and the the marshmallows. Anyway, let's talk tech, Brad. Deutsche Telekom in Germany had an interesting reaction uh, with all this NSA spying that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And it's what it's proposing is if you if you like a second internet internet two you you could call it. Uh, no, no, you couldn't call it internet two because isn't there something already called internet two? Oh, uh, maybe there is. Okay, some other name, the alternate then. Uh, basically, uh, not You'd rooting- call it Deutschnet. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> That's what they want to call it, right? Well, indeed. It's a, it's a German internet, so it'll be Deutschnet. So they're talking about setting up uh, an internet within Germany. Packets won't be routed outside of Germany. I, I guess, you know, once they do that, it's it's like a second internet. They'd have their own root servers for, uh, sorry, DNS root servers. They'd mm-hmm. have their own DNS system. Mm-hmm. And there would be some bridges to to the other internet, but of course it'd be uh, controlled very very carefully. And of course they would have control over that over, over what goes in and out. Yeah, that uh, sounds more like something that you would get in Iran or China. Not yeah. kind of the appropriate reaction. <laughs> well, you know, Brett, I think you know you're you're right in a way. But the reasons are very different, you know. I know it's yeah. completely the opposite reason. Yeah, this exactly. Is, yeah, this is. But it's it, the reason is different, but the implementation and result is exactly the same, and that is that you build a wall around you, and in this case, it is to protect your citizens, in finger quotes, and in the case of certain other countries, it has been to contain their citizens. And control. uh, With finger quotes. Um, They are both exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing, just different words to describe them. You are still putting somebody else in control. And disconnecting yourself from everything else. Okay, but here's the thing, Brad. What if... 
one of their allies, perhaps France, for example, mm-hmm. have similar interests and join forces, and then you get Germany and France together doing this. And then Italy comes along and says, you know, well, they have a similar vision, and and they're also trustworthy, uh, according, you know, amongst the three of them, not to spy mm-hmm. on each other, and so on. And before you know it, you might have, I don't know. For argument's sake, a dozen, two dozen, maybe three dozen countries in on this thing, probably well, excluding you would the expect US. That if it was coming in through there, it would probably be an EU net. Yeah, I guess. I, I look politically. I don't know if all the EU countries are aligned in terms of spy. I, I guess uh, Britain would be excluded. I, I, I'd imagine. Mm, um, probably, and- seeing as the, you know, the the revelations of how closely tied it has been to the the US NSA. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> what if this grew? You know, if if Germany set this thing up. And it grew, you know, it doesn't have to grow globally. Well, by definition, it can't because, you know, the US and, and UK are definitely going to be excluded. But yeah. what well, if it grew to, it's a, more to a bigger size? That it could lead to developments in more secure package transmission. Instead of building, you know, a because a, um, further down the, the, the article that talks about um, this thing, they were talking about, you know, uh, new lays of... of, of um, cable and fiber that don't connect to various places they don't want them to connect to you know no longer routing to to the US for instance they yeah, get Bra- rid of Brazil those had that they, idea didn't they, they build their own yeah yeah Brazil for instance um, but I think it yeah I, I think that's not really the way to go because disconnecting yourself from 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 what is supposed to be an open shared environment it brings a lot of negatives i think what could come out of this and would be better time spent is developing more secure methods of of transmitting information ensuring things like man in the middle man in the middle attacks can be detected um a lot more simply or can be eliminated altogether so working on technology that eliminates the ways that people can snoop instead of building big walls around yourself and disconnecting yourself from everywhere else. Because they could also go that it could be the, the seed, as you su- suggested, it could be the, the seed, a, a big, important economic and political entity like Germany starts this seed and then those little extra connections start to come on. You know, France goes, yes, we that, that's, that's definitely the way to go and get lines with our policies, yada, yada, and then... And you start to grow this second second internet coming off this with more secure encrypted node transmission between the different places and all that sort of stuff from the ground up instead of, you know, um, reverse engineering in more secure methods of transmission on what is the, the internet as it exists now. So, yeah, <laughs> there are pros and cons, but the my 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 tinfoil hatness of putting all of that power on what goes in and what comes out in the hands of one small group uh, is exactly what we've got with the situation in America. We have a group um, that has been snooping on everybody and is innate, in, you know, intimately tied to the government. In Germany, you have a telecommunications giant that wants to become that group that has full control over what goes in and out. 
and could then pass on all that information to somebody else. How much do you trust them? <laughs> well, you know, you've you've actually uh, you've actually put a really good point forward. I mean, here here we are talking about the story that seems like the assumption here is that Deutsche Telekom is trustworthy. But yeah. you know, as you presented it, who's to say that they are trustworthy? But you know, let's let's go on the premise. Uh, let's well, they, uh, let's say they Google are used though. To be trustworthy and they're not anymore. Who? Google. Oh yeah, that's right. yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. But let's say they are. You know, this is not the first time someone's proposed this sort of thing that a trustworthy second internet be created. I mean, look, you can create an internet at home. Yeah. You know, uh you know, and have your own DNS and, service and, and whatnot. Most homes do. They'll have a, they'll have their their local local network. The question is, though, really, uh, when does it become useful? And it becomes useful when a certain population starts using that. And you know, and it's, you know, with 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 Germany's idea, you know, I, I think on its own, it has not a great deal of merit. How disconnected would the the German citizenry come? With the rest of the internet, would it interfere with with Skype communication with their relatives in in um, you know Kenya uh, and uh, yeah, for see, people in Australia it, playing well, games this is the that thing. are you know online games with people in in Europe? Hey, how's it gonna how's it gonna interact with that? It's so many things that we do socially. Economically and entertainment-wise, utilize the internet to but, deliver. But you know, Brad, if this has if this has a big enough value, a big enough attraction, you'll find that uh, maybe Facebook themselves, or maybe an alternative Facebook, either or, may set themselves up in that system. But they won't. The, the point is that most companies will not want to entirely replicate. Like Facebook is a great example. Facebook or a similar thing might want to set up in the in the the you know the German net, but it's going to completely disconnect from everything in their regular. So what are they going to do? They're going to want to be able to connect their German net with their regular. Facebook. Well, I think if it's got enough value, Brett, they will do it. This is the thing. If there's enough well, value yeah, in this, but what I'm but saying they, is they it will brings replicate. in a floor in the plan. Because Facebook aren't going to want to replicate everything. But what if this? No, okay. They're going let's to take want this to connect. Ar- yeah, but let's take this argument further. It, no, let's say they they're not going so to. So that because brings in an external connection to. No, no, that no. Thing. Let's or say it then, brings in um, Facebook making a deal with um, the you know telecommunications place that runs the German net. No, no. Let's say uh, they, and says we want to be able to connect your net to our Facebook. No, if there's enough value, they won't. They will be there as well. And in fact, to take this further, let's say this becomes be more attractive than than the first internet. The analogy, if you like, can be, uh, for those of you who've been around the internet long enough, will remember FNet IRC's uh, network and the Undernet IRC network. Now, Undernet was newer, but more controlled, a little bit less chaotic, and was generally accepted as more friendly and generally a safer place and more polite place. And the value of that place grew. It grew to the point where people would rather go there than FNET. And FNET sort of vanished. Well, they all did eventually, but FNET sort of Okay, I will give you an alternative alternative, um, scenario here. BlackBerry and BlackBerry Instant Messaging was an internal closed system. 
but they saw that that could not be sustained. So what did they do? They released a way to interact with that system via other systems, hence getting the BlackBerry um, instant messaging app for your iPhone or for your Android device to connect other things to what was originally a relatively closed network. So you would get that sort of thing happening. Well, that's if the value, because that's because the value of that system went down because BlackBerry's market share just mm. shrunk. And so, so the question is, is I, if I the, think if the value you are inflating the value of this initial closed system. Well, like I say, I, I think what we, we, we agree on is certainly there's little value on its own in Germany only. Where, we, yeah. where, where, where our opinions may differ, Brett, is if this gets bigger, you know, will, will it have value? I, I suspect it, it may, and it may even have I, more value. I don't think it will get anywhere off the ground because it is, it's too much of a disconnect. I don't think the German population themselves want to be cut off from the internet. And that's basically what we're saying here. This is cutting them off from the internet. I mean, there will be, a, yeah, look, even if it does get into this big thing, which may not, but if even if it did, I, I can see that there will be a period where where it'll be, you know, the opposite. You sort of have to go under to come back up. But who knows? L- I don't think it would work because even, the, even the, the, just the technological things that you would need to go through to set up this, because you were talking about before, you know, they would create a, a closed system within Germany that would have some connections outside obviously directing stuff not towards parts of the internet, you know, IP address blocks, et cetera, which were known to be dodgy or known to be associated with certain entities. Or certain countries even. But to do that, they're going to be controlling where those, where the information leaves Germany. That's going to put major bottlenecks on all of those. And that's going to slow down everybody inside Germany's connection to the outside world. Oh, it would need and state investment. They're not, absolutely. Going to want it. they're not going to want that. Yeah, it would, I do it, not see it getting off the ground. It would need federal investment. Got, yeah. uh, they should better put their effort into developing more secure methods of transmi- transmitting the information. Okay, you've made your point. point to Fair point enough. Things. That's what we need. We need to be able to go when it comes out of my machine and goes to where I want. It's encrypted, and nothing can get into that encryption. Or it's encrypted in such a way that when it uh, arrives at the other end, you can tell if somebody's had a look at it. Well, have a chat to Kim.com. He might have a solution for that. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Apple's. <laughs> we need intrusion detection within yeah. the packets. Yeah. So we can tell yep. if somebody's opened a packet. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Apple's iPad Air. It, it's gone on sale. It's, uh, it's of course, the not only the ultra-thin tablet, but also the one with the retina display now. It, it gets a retina display. iPads have already had a retina displays. Oh, yes. Sorry, you're right. It, it, uh, <laughs> the retina display is not new. The no, fact that it's, it's thinner it's and lighter. Thin. Yeah. It is what's new. Now, this is interesting because a lot of people have been saying uh, that, you know, the iPad's not exactly that light. It's a little on the heavy side. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I wouldn't As a person who uses an iPad, <laughs> it, it, they are very heavy and uh, look, I, your I, arm gets quite tired. The, I, I would like say they're, they're not that much heavier than the competitor. Because a lot of competitors lie on either side of the iPad in terms of weight. The ones that lie on the lighter side, it's not by a lot. <laughs> but it, but it, well, is, it is it, enough to notice. It is enough to notice. It's like 
it's like reading from a dictionary if you're reading from it. Yeah, yeah, okay. The good analogy, actually, I can I can understand. It, it, it's it a is, heavy yeah. freaking thing. Yeah, it's heavier than it needs. <laughs> you want to, to stand be. and you want to be sitting up, lying down, reading with it. My God, do you get tired quick? <laughs> well, you'd be pleased to know that the uh, the iPad Air is now one third lighter. And it comes in at a pound, which is uh, about four hundred and seventy grams. Mm. So I think that's and how much more expensive is it than the the the, the heavier model oh i've got pricing for the ipad air i'm not sure how does that compare the 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 cheapest the cheapest one is 499 us how much is the uh was the uh, the non the non-air version i'll have a quick look online in fact i'll do that right now let's have a quick look they've got ipad ipad air ipad 2 ipad mini um with and without the retina display the iPad Air is it. The iPad 2, I can compare the price to that. The cheapest there is $399. But they're not selling the iPad 3, which they didn't want to call the iPad 3. But you know, It was just called the iPad. Yeah, that's right. And everybody then mentally thought 3. 3, exactly, yeah. No, it was the iPad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's no longer in their range, Brett. It's, it's the iPad Air. Or the, you've got a choice between the iPad Air, the iPad Mini, um, or, of course, if you want to go old school, you got the iPad too. Anyway, it's on sale now. It's <laughs> it's very nice. It's supposed to be very nice, very thin, and certainly significantly lighter, which is great. By the way, the thinness on the iPad Air like? is 7.5 millimeters. The battery life? With all their thinning down of it, has it impacted the battery life? Which, for most people, is the, is one of the most important things for a tablet. Yeah, so the question is, what is the battery like? Uh, they claim 10 hours of surfing the web on wireless or watching video or listening to music. And the iPad too, to compare? They say the same. Up to 10 hours of surfing the web on wireless, watching video or listening to music. Mm. Well, it's the same, it's the same uh, measurement, same yeah. metric. So, so whatever it translates to real life usage, you know, in, in, you know, in your space, if you know what I mean, yeah. it, it should be the same. Yeah, awesome. So it probably means that it's got exactly the same size battery. Uh, they've just made everything else smaller. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Seeing as we know that there hasn't been any major developments in batteries for a very long time. Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. Brett, I want to uh, finish off with one uh, last story uh, for this episode, and that is the Vinage. It's a device. It's, it's basically a wine saver. Now, you, you've probably heard of these wine savers where you, 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 know, you get your bottle of wine. It's now half empty. You've had a, a few glasses. Now, you want to get the air out, you know, out of the bottle to lengthen its life. So you get these uh, you know, little pumps, if you like, that you, know, you pump up and down a few times. It sits on top of the wine bottle. So you pump it up and down for a few times, and it removes you know, a, a portion of the air. Now, this device, the vintage is different. It doesn't require you as the wine lover to do anything. Simply pour from the bottle and it will slowly inflate automatically uh, by, by virtue of liquid coming out. It'll, sim- it'll inflate a, uh, a thing. Bag. A bag. It's <laughs> a bag. It's basically it. It's a little plastic bag yeah, inside much, yeah. the bottle. Yeah. And it just takes, takes the space of where the yeah. air was. Now, Brett, yeah. how, how different though is this really from cask wine? Uh, it's not actually different at all. No, because if you think about it, this plastic- It's exactly the same thing. Ex- the bladder deflates. Well, the bladder, um, 
just shrinks because of fluid dynamics and vacuum. So it's exactly it's the inverse amount of that. Instead of a the wine in a bladder, you're putting a bladder in a bottle of wine. Yeah, that's exactly it. So some of the wine is touching the, this this plastic bag bladder, whatever you want to call it, and some yeah. of it some of it's touching the glass of, of the bottle. But there is it is in contact with this. So it's really not that different now to cask wine in a way. No, no. And <laughs> some people don't like cast wine because of the taste. Well, they say that the, the plastic alters the taste. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see whether this has the same. Now, you have to replace and these. you get all the, the 50... fact that you've got this alcoholic, acidic um, liquid next to a plastic and it's leaching out all of the uh, different chemicals from the plastic. BPA, which maybe? Actors, yeah, and um, you know, ones which act as artificial hormones and do all kinds yeah, of stuff. Having said that, though, having said that, at least, at <laughs> and least, you end up with a wine bottle that's got this plastic bladder stuck to the inside of it. And how are you going to recycle that? Well, you can't, yeah, and you know, you have to buy another one 50 cents a piece. But here, Brett, the difference is, though, well, but well, I'm not even talking about recycling the bladder, I'm talking about recycling the bottle. Oh, I see. Glass manufacturer is going to want a glass with some plastic want in it. a wine bottle, which has got plastic in it. But he, here's that, the difference, though, that, in terms of you're talking about the chemicals and stuff. The difference is, of course, is that the wine is only in contact with this thing over the period that you're consuming the wine, as opposed to cask wine, where the the moment it's it's bottled, well, it's not really bottled, is it? Whatever you call it, yeah, filled. It's into a cask. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bladdered. <laughs> yes. From the it's moment bl- it's been bladdered, uh, you know, the, the plastics it could be sitting for. You know, a few weeks in in the, in the store, so that th- that is a small point of difference. And by the way, this unit costs twenty nine ninety five US. Of the course. vintage. I kind of like it in a way. Yeah, as long as it was easy to remove the bladder from the bottle, so that you could recycle the bottle without causing recyclers to have conniptions. Well, look, why don't we get one of these devices, and you and I will enjoy and enjoy a bottle of wine one Friday night or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we'll report back. How does that sound? Sounds good. We could even podcast while we do it. Ooh. <laughs> I have to get a hold of one of these things. I think uh, from the US somewhere. Anyway, Brett, that was episode 242. Uh, so, look, thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. All righty, and we'll do it again next time. In the meantime, take care, everyone, because we want to see you again, or at least hear you again, or at least you hear us again when we're next on the next somebody episode. will hear somebody and get on to something and <laughs> his people will talk to your people and their people will play PlayStation. <laughs> oh, what a terrible exit. Anyway, thanks everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.